Today, I am going to discuss an incredibly important topic that can make or break your business. The red flags you need to watch out for in the first few years of launching your business. This episode is inspired by a fascinating article from Fast Company magazine that outlines five critical areas that entrepreneurs must focus on to ensure success. I'll be breaking down these red flags and sharing practical tips on how to address and overcome them so that you can continue to grow and thrive in the world of business. So grab a pen and a notepad and let's dive into today's insightful discussion. Welcome to Passion to Profit, a weekly podcast to help support big-hearted creative thinkers, small business owners and entrepreneurs to transform their knowledge, expertise and passion into successful and profitable businesses. I'm Philippa Craddock and I'm obsessed with all things business, marketing and strategy. I left my corporate role over 10 years ago to pursue a huge dream. In a few short years, I grew my design-led business from kitchen table to a seven-figure global brand. Today, I want to help you to establish and grow your business. Think of this as your go-to resource for all things business, marketing, and strategy. I'll break down complex topics and I'll strip away all the jargon so that you can focus on what really matters. Grab yourself a seat and a notepad and join me every week. Welcome to the Passion to Profit podcast. I came across an article title in Fast Company magazine that really caught my attention. It was five red flags to watch out for when working with startups. And when I read it, I felt that the red flags were really helpful to gauge areas where as entrepreneurs, it's so important for us to ensure we are focused on the areas that matter the most and to avoid wasting our time on the areas where we shouldn't be focused. It can be tricky to know where to focus first, particularly when we're juggling so many different roles. It is so tricky when we're in the midst of it all to know where we need to spend most of our time. And I hope that from today, you can quickly identify the areas where you're already really strong and also the areas that might need a little attention. Number one, no clear strategy. For me, a clear business strategy includes four clear focuses. First of all, an understanding of your market. Secondly, an awareness. Now, this is really important, not a fixation of your competitors. Number three, a clear understanding of your exact target audience. And number four, clear goals, a mixture of projects and financial targets. Now, this doesn't need to be a full-blown business plan, but it is really important that you can comfortably and naturally describe and explain all of these aspects. If you happen to find yourself a little lost for words with any of these, then set some time aside where you can fully focus and write brief paragraphs for all of them. Now, it's really important to know that they can absolutely evolve and change over time. So simply focus on exactly where you are today. Number two is undefined roles and responsibilities. Now, It might well be that your role covers all current responsibilities within your business. I have absolutely been there where I have had to take responsibility for every single role within my business in those early startup years. 
If though your company is a few years in and you have business partners, permanent employees and or freelancers, it is essential that everyone has a very clear set of responsibilities with every single person working towards achieving the same goals. Within our business today, we have very clear set roles and defined responsibilities, together working towards achieving the same projects and goals simultaneously. My roles fall primarily into creative branding, marketing content and strategy, alongside creating and teaching our masterclasses. And I'm very much the face and voice of our brand. My other two directors look after our processes, finance, customer service, set building, filming and photography production and editing, as well as supporting me within our masterclasses, marketing and strategy. And we have a dedicated team that looks after all of our finances, plus freelance support for our PR. We are a small team with very defined roles, with everyone working towards the same strategy. If you are at the stage where you're almost ready to bring in support, write clear role descriptions of what those roles will entail to ensure your workload is supported and you're working towards achieving the same goals. And if you have a team of people and you recognize that the areas of responsibility are a little blurred, take time to redefine everyone's roles and areas of responsibility. When everyone knows what they are responsible for, they feel so much more empowered powers and in control and this always leads to far greater growth within your business. One great method to help you write clear descriptions is using AI. I recently did exactly this using ChatGPT when we were looking to appoint a new editor for some of our content. As long as you have a very clear picture of the key responsibilities and the type of previous experience and unique skills and strengths you need, by typing all of those details into ChatGPT, you can create a brilliantly refined and detailed job description. I will be sharing a lot more about the ways that we're utilizing AI within our business in an upcoming episode. Number three is poor financial management. I once heard an incredible entrepreneur say that the one thing you need to focus on as a business owner is never running out of money. Now, albeit it's a little tongue-in-cheek, it seems easy enough to say it's essential you have a strong grip on your financials. It's essential that you have a clear view of your outgoings and revenue and that this is set against financial targets. One of the very first things that I did was to invest in an accounting system dedicated to small startups. I know that it's not one of my areas of strength, so it was really important that I kept this calm and simplistic and that I removed any potential stress. In the early years, we used QuickBooks and today we use Xero. In my early years, my main offering was service-based and I structured my business so that I received an initial deposit from my clients to secure my service. And I always asked for money upfront. So I was never in a position of having to chase for money. And at the same time, I set up accounts with my suppliers and I looked to extend the payment terms for as long as possible. This would ensure that I received all money for my projects before I paid my suppliers. As a small business, ensuring your model is based on a healthy cash flow is so important. I didn't always get it right, and my goodness, I learned from that. Within three or so years from starting up, I agreed to invoicing a corporate client for monthly work. 
after I supplied my services. At the time, it was a really big account for me and I was focused on securing it. So I made an exception and within only a few months, I found myself spending more time than I ever imagined chasing the late payments. It became so stressful and it was such a negative focus on my energy and I should have stopped the account much sooner than I did. It was something that I learned from and never repeated again. Number four is an inability to adapt. I think this is hugely, hugely important and it goes absolutely hands in hand with having a growth mindset and being wholly resourceful. I also love this most about entrepreneurialism. It's that focus and willing to adapt when you need to. Now, if this is not something that comes naturally to you, then it's so important that you're open and you make sure you're willing to look at alternatives. Every single one of us, as we are building and growing our business, will fail at some point. It is inevitable. We all get things wrong. We all make bad decisions. Usually, they come from the very, very best intentions and are often unforeseen. But the huge difference between those who succeed and those who don't are whether there is a desire and quick reaction to pivot and adapt. I love the phrase to fail fast and pivot quickly. It is so, so true. There are opportunities absolutely everywhere and it's simply up to us to find them and be willing to explore and work hard to achieve a positive outcome. In addition, technology, systems and our customers and needs can change at a pretty fast rate, whether it's simply a change in taste and style or whether it's adopting a fast growing platform. We have to remain open-minded and nimble. We have to be willing to adapt. If we don't, we may be left behind and our business will lose staying power and growth. Number five is poor communication. This applies both outwards to customers and also internally amongst partners and your team. A healthy focus on openness and clear communication is paramount. And ensure this is at a human level. Avoid complexities and jargon and ensure every part of your business is transparent and you have a high level of trust amongst everyone. Externally, clear communication is best when it's told in story format, the story behind your brand and your reason for offering your products and or services, and an explanation of why it will help and be hugely positive for your target customers. When you get your communication right and you combine it with exceptional customer service, you will fly with your brand. This is a topic we will cover in detail within the Creative Business Masterclass. Today though, one element that you can apply straight away is ensuring your offerings are explained through the benefits they provide rather than a description of what they are. So for example, we talk about very specific outcomes and how you'll feel after you've achieved the aspects that we cover in detail within our masterclass, the Creative Business Masterclass, rather than simply listing the contents. If, for example, you sell healthy food products, rather than simply saying what they are, you want to explain the benefits. Looking as an example at the brand Huel, one of their opening paragraphs on their website homepage is, you could save five hours a week just by replacing your go-to lunch with Huel. No more meal prep and no more meal deal sandwiches or overpriced salads for lunch. Prep a whole meal in minutes. Give your body all the healthy goodness it needs and get back to your day. 
you instantly know the exact benefit if you were to purchase this product. And yet there is no mention of flavors, smart packaging, ingredients, etc. The only focus is on the exact benefits. It is such clear, effective communication. Have a look at the way you currently describe your offerings online. And without a full overhaul, you can really quickly change your focus by thinking from your target customer's perspective why your offering will benefit them. Do this as a very first step. And if you feel your external communication needs more work, then spend time at a later date working on your copy. But as a really quick fix, by simply changing the description of your main products or offerings, I bet you will see a difference in inquiries and orders within only a few days. Always think from your customer's perspective, why will my offering have a positive impact on their lives and tell them exactly that. Now, looking internally, effective communication includes listening to everyone carefully and being open to receiving feedback. Keep all your communication simple, never overcomplicate anything, and always recognize those that have worked hard and achieved great success. As much as we love to share good news, we can equally find it hard to share bad news. It's always a better tactic to be open and share any areas of concern alongside solutions rather than let gossip or worry overcomplicate anything. We've recently gone through a significant change in direction that required very, very clear communication, both from initial idea to actual execution, covering both communication internally and externally. I was feeling more and more aligned to helping our target audience with business, marketing and strategy to step away from teaching floristry. It was a huge change and it was so important that my initial idea was communicated to everyone internally to hear their thoughts and to gain their commitment and then also to be able to share our change with our customers. Now, internally, it was a conversation that started about a year to 18 months before we actually communicated anything externally. Initially, it was just simply an idea where it was important to have everyone on board and for all of us to be really clear on our new mission and focus. And we then worked out the right timing so we could support our customers in the very best way possible and to really work out how we were communicating effectively. The external communication actually came very naturally and it was more about the right time and when we felt truly ready to commit to the change. We wanted to make sure everyone had access to our final flower masterclasses. So we shared this openly to make sure no one missed out. And then we also combined it with the reasoning behind our change in focus. At no point were we concerned as we had talked about our change for so long internally with everyone fully on board and everyone having their own say. And we discussed and researched any concerns, thinking of every possible eventuality. And then we shared everything from our heart and with authenticity and in the most simple way so as not to confuse the message. We received so many incredible replies and our final two flower masterclasses both sold 200% of our original financial targets. And we know this was because of the way we communicated the message very clearly. Our customers also trust us and they know that when we say it's final, then it is. We don't ever over sensationalize and we always keep our messaging simple and from the heart. 
When you are working on both your internal and external communication, apply these same tactics and you won't go wrong. Be authentic and share your message in the most down-to-earth way possible, aligning with your brand voice. There are so many points covered today that I will expand on in future episodes, including your brand story, further communication tactics, practical ways to create budgets and targets, and also how to write brilliant, quick and effective strategy for your business within just a couple of hours. All of this is to follow, and I'm really excited to support and help you more. I hope that these insights and practical strategies have provided you with the tools you need to address any weaknesses in your own business and continue on your path to success. Remember, as an entrepreneur, it's crucial to maintain a growth mindset, adapt to changes and communicate effectively with your team and customers. By keeping an eye on these red flags and taking action to address them, you'll be setting yourself and your business up for long-term success. Thanks for joining me and be sure to join us next time as we continue to explore the world of startups, small businesses and creative entrepreneurship. Until then, stay focused, stay inspired and keep growing.